always the number one rule is to be kind. So no one's ever gonna look at the guy screaming at the ref and thinking, oh, he's really cute doing that. I wanna, you know, get his number. Or vice versa, like a girl who's just having a temper tantrum because a call isn't going her way. They're like, oh, you know what, maybe I don't wanna have a drink with, with them later. When people don't have fun, I kinda ask them like, listen, like, is this gonna change the trajectory of your life? Or is life gonna be okay if the game doesn't go your way? That is Jeremiah Badokan of Peak Social. Peak Social is probably the best way for adults to meet friends in Annapolis. Their bread and butter is adult sports leagues, but they also run social events like bar crawls and opportunities to give back like toy drives. Jeremiah was one of my first friends in Annapolis and remains one of my closest. He was there to celebrate one year of business with Naptown Scoop, and he'll be there this week for two. From bartending to running hospitality conferences to adult sports leagues, Jeremiah has quite the unique background, and we're excited to share it with you. Let's get to it. We were talking about this before you got here. Do you remember how we met? I called you and you were walking around and you thought I was someone else, I believe. I was walking at the state house. Remember that, yeah. And you were super blurry. I felt like you were some like 70-year-old weirdo fan of the Naptown Scoop. And I didn't want to get on the phone. I was like, what is this? I could barely hear you. And I like was never going to call you again afterwards. I don't know how we got in contact the second time, but I'm really glad we did because you turned out to not be some weird 70-year-old. Yeah. Not that I have anything <laughs> against 70-year-olds, but they're not the company I regularly keep. And they're not usually not that very exciting business-wise. You very much are. Yeah. I remember your first time at Franklin House walking around exploring that building. It was the same way of us. It was saying like, what is the Naptown Scoop? And you're like, what are you doing here? And what is this business? And what are you working on? And yeah, it was just a lot of overlap. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was a good, fun uh, start to the friendship. A native of Annapolis? I, I am. Well, technically born in Chestertown, but came here when I was about like six. So uh, as those that know, I am a RKE kid or AKA the Rolling Knowles Mafia. So I was part of that until I was in fourth grade, bounced over to the Davidsville area. Uh, high school, came back to uh, what I call A-high, or as anybody that went there calls it. Uh, so yeah, I was a Panther, uh, played football there, and you know, just a bunch of different things. It was, it was a great school. Did yeah. you stay in Annapolis after high school? Uh, no, well, for a little bit. I mean, I was in Arnold, technically. I did a, a couple of years at AACC, uh, great college, as we all know, like one of the top uh, two-year universities in the country, if you want to call it that. I think Got possibly the top. Yeah, I think it got ranked D number one. Yeah, it has yeah. definitely one number one. Producer is holding up number one. <laughs> we do have a producer on this show. Very cool. Exactly. <laughs> Very yeah. official. She yes. seems to be a fan of AACC. So shout out to them. If you're ever thinking about going there, uh, apply to get a Ratcliffe scholarship. They will pay you like ten thousand dollars to have a business idea. That's how I went there for free. My first time traveling internationally. I went to China for two weeks. It was all through that scholarship. Uh, and then I went on to to Maryland to, to College Park, which. Their theme for their entire city is a livable community, which shows the bar that they treat their city, if you will, as opposed to Annapolis, which we all know we want to live here for the sailing, the downtown scene, the two different colleges. It's, it's great. After Maryland, what happened? I know you've lived in New York. I don't know anywhere else you've ever lived. Yeah. So in order to get to New York, what happened was I had an internship uh, at a small boutique consulting firm here in Annapolis. We worked with some of the biggest uh, travel clients in, in, the, in the world. So like Marriott, Visit Mexico, Travel Channel, we were building their digital strategy. Like I, rem I remember just aging myself, pitching Marriott on why they should have a Facebook strategy. At the time, they didn't have one at all. 
my boss who started the company Vantage Strategy was the one that pitched Marriott.com to the former CEOs and owners. And they thought the only use for a website was to do stock updates. They never thought they would sell hotel room. So if you, if you look up Bill Gates' book, the, the Speed of Light, he's in that book quoted talking about innovation within Marriott. Uh, brilliant guy, Mike Pusateri. Uh, and we kind of, you know, he, he built this business and, and brought me in at one point and it was just so exciting. I was skipping classes at, at Maryland because I was working for this company saying, hey, we have a digital pitch with Marriott. I think I need to skip this little assignment. We're in the desert and we get 10 items to survive. Like that's a hypothetical and this is actual real world. This is real world business yeah. stuff. So I wasn't a big school guy because it costs a lot. I worked the bars that you know, are all around Annapolis to pay for it in cash. When you, when you give someone $5,000 in bills that are like neatly folded and face, they kind of look at you funny. I'm like, I don't sell drugs, I sell drinks, which I guess is kind of the same thing. technically. <laughs> yes, you, anything you can technically die from, I consider a drug. What bars downtown have you worked at? Both defunct and currently operating. <laughs> Great question. I'm going to start at the top of Dock Street and work my way up. Okay. So Dillo's, Dock Street, Middleton's, um, from there, O'Brien's, Sly Fox, Fox's Den for a Super Bowl party, uh, Fado's, and is that it? Oh, seven. And I already said Sly Fox. Yeah. So I think that might be. So seven? Seven? Lucky seven? That's pretty good. That sounds right. I got I go downtown with Jeremiah. And, yeah. and usually people know me because I'm Naptown Scoop, whatever. Sure. And that it feels very good when you get recognized. I go downtown with Jeremiah, and it's like, I'm nobody. And everybody's <laughs> like, yo, Jeremiah, what's up? And I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to be the freaking famous one here. And uh, no, it's Jeremiah. And before we jump into Peak Social, because that's what we mostly want to talk about, uh, one more thing. You... I, we talked about what I call the bar era, then we'll yeah. talk about the conference era. You used to lead bar conferences, industry conferences in Vegas, right? I did, yeah, so. How when, long did you do that? Well, I moved to New York City around 2012, and that's when my old boss, new boss now, John McMahon said, do you wanna, we wanna promote you to be the director of digital media. I said, sounds great, can't wait. As Soon as we hung up, I Googled what the hell digital media was. I, I didn't know, but I'm not gonna take down, turn down a promotion. So I had business in CRMs and sales and marketing materials, but not so much in like how the Washington Post, for example, runs their true operations. So tell us more about what was that like being in Vegas and what, what, is, what were you doing? So when my time in Vegas, because we had multiple shows there, we ran the biggest bar and restaurant show in, in the country that was focused on bar owners. What's that um, called? So it was called Nightclub and Bar at the time, and now it's since rebranded to Bar and Restaurant Expo. Really? Both yeah. creative names. Exactly. <laughs> but Bar and Restaurant, if you do the acronym, is B-A-R. So that one actually works. That actually works. is really good. Yeah. And I bet you that conference or those conferences make so much money. I wish I, I make fun of the name, but I wish I owned them. Oh, I mean, it was How many people were coming to the conference? Uh, 15,000. And how and much was each one paying? Uh, you could get in as cheap for 100 if you're just doing the expo floor. If you're doing the VIP package for education and everything else, you're more like four to 500 bucks. Uh, and then what were the, all the exhibitors paying? Oh, I mean, talking about like a Bud Light and like the Bellwether accounts, yeah, they're paying hundreds of thousands. Just, but as you probably know, running events, if you run an expo booth at the Nyquan Bar Show and Budweiser comes in and spends 100 grand with the event expo, they actually spend probably 10x that in travel time, in the in the booth, in the display. Uh, the the apple beer by Bud Light, I forget the name of it right now, but that came out then. So they literally built a tree in a maze to go around. They spent several hundred thousand dollars just trying to get the branding out there. And that's what 
any liquor or beer company does. Because if you think about vodka, by legal definition, it needs to be tasteless, colorless, odorless. And yet we differentiate Tito's and Grey Goose and Belvedere. And they spend branding. billions of dollars yeah, doing the perception and uh, trying the, to own the real estate. <laughs> alcohol marketers are some of the best marketers in the world, for sure. Yeah. Especially TV alcohol advertising. They're not allowed to drink on TV. Mm-hmm. So That's correct. Basically, every alcohol brand ever is either making you think that you will look cool by drinking, but you're never actually drinking in the commercial, mm-hmm. or that you'll have an amazing fun life by drinking. But sure. again, you're never actually drinking in the commercial. Yeah. And, and how, how good do you have to be at your job as a marketer to make someone love your product without actually showing somebody use it on TV? I'll tell you what, Phil, after a few beers, I feel more limber. But I feel like there's a, there's a tipping point uh, too many in yoga. Have you ever like experimented with <laughs> beer and, and hot namaste? And, yeah, have you ever done tipsy <laughs> yoga? We we actually did uh, team up with Bin Two Hundred One. Nice. And and we did a wine tasting with yoga. Yeah. And when I told my lawyer that's what we were doing, he he said that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> now a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Hey Ryan, you're the Annapolis expert. I don't know about that, but what's up? Where's the best place to watch a Ravens game? Well, the best place is M&T Bank Stadium, but the best place in Annapolis is actually in Severna Park. Really? Where's that? Romulo's Restaurant and Bar. Oh yeah? Tell me more. Well, first of all, Romulo's has amazing food. Way better than anything you find at a sports bar. What do you get when you're there? Definitely pizza. And the gyros are awesome. You mean the gyros? No, no, no. The gyros are awesome. I think it's gyros. Anyway, Chris the owner tells me the wings are amazing. I haven't had them yet, but I'm going to try them this Sunday while I watch the Eagles game. Ah, uh, I'm a Ravens fan. Well, Romulo's has NFL tickets, so you can watch literally any game you want. That's great for tracking your fantasy teams. Sure is, and the prices are so much better than going to the stadium. Romulo's has $14 beer buckets. That's five Bud Lights. What about craft beer? Absolutely, and Romulo's offers $10 pizzas and wing platters for just 13 bucks. And the parking is probably easy and free because we're not at the stadium. Yes, it is. You want to go to Romulo's this Sunday? Okay, I'm there. 478 Ritchie Highway in the heart of Severna Park. Yep, first beer's on me. Oh man, so generous. You're buying the pizza. <laughs> I'll see you there at Romulo's this Sunday. Before we get any further, what does Peak actually do? For so those who don't know. We do three things really well. We do sports leagues, social events, and community engagement. So we want to give you something to do at night or on the weekends with, with friends or new friends. We want to have you have the ability to go out and have great experiences because we truly believe in the experimental economy. And then the last part is we want you to be able to give back. We think that there's always should be a purpose. So even if you play, how can you make what you're doing support someone else and help them reach their peak potential? So that's why we have a foundation called Peak Social Foundation. Uh, our players, they win a championship. They get to pick a local nonprofit that they have a connection to. And so they can reach out and say, listen, like we donated 300 bucks to SPCA because that's where I got my dog. Or Maryland Writing, a therapeutic writing association, because we have friends that, that volunteer there. And it's just been awesome to see the back and forth. You know, it's, it's tough. I think some people are intimidated to show up at any event. So that's where we make it really easy. So the sign up is everything is done, obviously digitally there is no like paper forms i still see other leagues running which is kind of mind-boggling but you know that's their business not mine so we make it super easy we're, we're very focused on the social aspect of that 
listen, this is a game for eight-year-olds if you're like playing kickball, right? No one is getting <laughs> paid to be on the field. Well, maybe me and the well, rest. <laughs> so, you know, but our, our always the number one rule is to be kind. So no one's ever going to look at the guy screaming at the ref and thinking, oh, he's really cute doing that. I want to, you know, get his number or vice versa. Like a girl who's just having a temper tantrum because a call isn't going her way. They're like, oh, you know what? Maybe I don't want to have a drink with, with them later. So, you know, it's meant to be uh, social. It's meant to be fun. When people don't have fun, I kind of ask them like, listen, like, is this going to change the trajectory of your life? Or is life going to be okay if the game doesn't go your way? And they never say. Do you oh, do you people right. even answer that question, or they just know the answer and aren't actually bold enough to say it? Uh, the one girl who was like, kind of, I mean, she was basically screaming at me, and you know, because I walked away to talk to my my business partner, and she's like, "Where'd you go? This and that." And she's like, "You know, who are you?" And I didn't introduce who I really was. I was refing that game, and, uh, and that's why I asked her that question. <laughs> she was just quite dumbfounded, and she's kind of said whatever and just you know stormed off yeah, right so just yeah basically didn't answer <laughs> yeah they know because who would have a good answer for that so because there, well, there isn't one <laughs> yeah right the answer is this game of kickball doesn't matter yeah and yeah. i could i wish that you had asked me that question two years ago playing a pickleball tournament because a pickleball tournament obviously doesn't matter and i still lost my you know what in a pickleball tournament that doesn't matter at all <laughs> but i'm defending this girl a little bit a little bit i don't know that i would have gone to you and asked it who who the hell are you <laughs> i probably wouldn't have been bold enough to ask you that but i probably would have been a little bit upset with you yeah as an yeah. adult I've, I've never questioned a ref yeah i mean and we get like, i, I, I mean don't, trust me there, there are definitely <laughs> definitely bad calls and i kind of say listen like it comes up that's why in our league you know every team makes the playoffs so that's why like all the things happen in the regular season at the end of the day, it's just going to change your seating. You're still going to have to play in the playoffs later. We always have extra refs on, on hand. It's we, we do a net promoter score after every season to see what people are like loving about our leagues and what they're not loving. And like refs always like one or two. We had one team in the playoff. They were losing their mind because they claimed that four guys kicked in a row. And we have a rule, three guys in a row, then it has to be a female player. And they were adamant. And I, and I had a GoPro. So we literally had to go back. This is after screaming, yelling at everyone. I showed them the film. They go, oh, okay. Then they were just calm as could be and they walked away. I'm like, no, no, you just kept on screaming, yelling at everyone. You got everyone else riled up and now you're fine. You just get to <laughs> but, walk away. <laughs> so I'm, I'm being like Phil here. I'll play their devil's advocate. I would rather that than them not back down. As soon as they learned they were wrong, they back down. Well, if they would say that takes a lot of humility, though. At least I think it'd take more humility to say, "Hey, I was wrong. We're sorry," and then to walk away. Okay, true. Yeah, but you can't have the whole world. You can't ask for everything. But for them to just <laughs> true, they essentially admitted they were wrong. That does take a lot of boldness. It takes a lot of humility. Well, yeah, because some people they just hit the point of no return. They're like, "I'm, I know I'm wrong, but I'm going to fight this." Who did you start Peak Social with? So Megan Bell and I originally wanted to start a spike ball league because we love playing spike ball. Uh, you know, that actually to do well, like the economics just didn't work out. One of the kickball leagues folded. And then Megan and I said, hey, like, let's let's go after this. So it's, it's worked out well. Um, she's more operations. I'm more like sales and marketing. And it's, you know, it's been really good so far. It's most of the time we play on the same team which is great because we're both also very competitive so we had a football last season and she was on the opposite team because i was helping out the free agents uh that needed like a quarterback and she was with another team and uh beat her in the regular season but we we lost in the playoffs so i gotta get my uh, rubber match soon with her when did you start so 
Phil was talking earlier about a business decision he made that was very smart before COVID. Technically, the paperwork was filed September 2019. Our first league was due to start March 2020. So we all know what happened then. What we happened got, in March 2020? Nothing small, right? Not like we all got coroned out and had to wait around for months at a time, wondering if we could ever start this league. Maybe it was a good thing because, you know, other people fell off. We were still hungry and ready to go. We did a lot of nonprofit work that season. We had a, a huge fundraiser with musicians in Annapolis. We did a trivia night with BWMC. Uh, you know, we still wanted to keep giving back. So that, that year we gave more to charity than we made in like profit by far. Uh, so we actually like almost lost money running this quote on league. What? You didn't have any revenue because you didn't have any leagues. Well, technically right? we had collected some money leading up to that and we asked people okay. do you want the money back or do you want us to hold on to it and anyway there's a refund straight refund like we've always done that most leagues that i played in don't have that policy some people like get hurt on the seventh week and we refund it saying listen i hate that you had a bad time you got hurt here's your money back like just come back and have an awesome time like we're yeah, not gonna that's long-term yeah. business 101 sure absolutely and we we love seeing people come back again and again and again which is kind of what's happening now so peak social we're up to 11 sports now we're constantly growing looking for more what are um, your 11 sports let's see if i can do them uh so kickball basketball uh pickleball tennis soccer axe throwing bowling we have we did have a spike ball league finally we added i think I, did i mention basketball yet you did dodgeball Dodgeball is you coming, dodgeball? But, but it's not technically one of the 11. Okay. Um, Are you going to have a launch party where you show the film for that league? Yeah, right. Yeah. That would be really fun. I'd come. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't absolutely. play, but I'd come. Uh, I, I mentioned I didn't mention flag football, so that's that. That's, that's nine. Nine. And Two more. 10 and 11. Did he say bocce? Bocce, yeah. I don't think you said bocce. Bocce and cornhole. That's 10 and 11. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. All right. So you have 11 sports. How many players do you have? Um, so we look at it as like really you know members because they're, they're part of the league so typically right now we're at like 1500 which is awesome to see most of them are playing on average it's like 2.47 sports um the average age is 32 years and four months um and it's so it's a little older than most people might think most people think oh it's 21 year olds playing kickball getting slammed at the bars or happy hour but for the most part it's actually a little older people that have free time and they just want to go out and meet people uh and, it, and it's been great to watch during COVID or coming out of COVID, we had, for instance, two girls that came up to me and saying, we don't even like kickball, but we're actually been, we're so lonely because we moved here in February of 2020, didn't get to meet anybody. We actually met on Tinder BFF, which is the Tinder you use just to meet a friend. Not I mean like a boy or a girl. Like a, like a friend? Yeah, literally. That's what, I didn't realize that was an option until they told me. And, you know, yeah, and they, they actually were out an option. Playing, <laughs> playing kickball and everything. And, it, and it's been great to see. So we, we try to do are load they, there. Are these girls still single? <laughs> uh, well, they have since moved on from the league, so I'm assuming they found somebody. <laughs> the, the loneliness is key, yeah. I, and I wanted to talk to you about this. Yeah. Because it, in 2022, you have so many more ways of making connections mm -hmm. since the MySpace days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so many different ways, yet the amount of people that say that they feel loneliness mm -hmm. is higher than ever. Yeah. So what you're creating is you're creating real experiences for people to come and get together and be competitive and meet new friends. And that is that is huge. Mm -hmm. it, it, in this time to see that people really want to get together and perhaps COVID was properly timed for yeah. for your business. It, it, it was. It, we were luckily it wasn't we weren't in a place where it was our only source of income at the time. 
Um, but coming out of it, I think people realize how much that human connection meant to them. Love it. There's got to be something about kickball yeah. and just the, the, the pace of the game that mm-hmm. really makes it your most uh, popular sport, right? Yeah. There's got to be something about the more casual nature of yeah. having time in between the pitches. Yeah. And uh, in kickball, do you can you strike out in kickball? You, you can. Um, you, you can. I, I, that's the Jake. only peak game that I've ever played in. J- Jake, I didn't it? strike out, but I don't think i got on base a single time oh i'm pretty sure every time i kicked my my kick was caught i see because I see. they yeah. use huge balls and it's very very easy to catch i see okay i, I mean, say our- that i dropped a lot of them yeah. balls apparently not my thing yeah all right we have a couple rapid fire questions yeah. about annapolis and the future of peak social phil take it away uh what's your favorite restaurant in annapolis Oh, that's that's tough. I, I hate to say it out loud because I love all of them so much. That's um, why I gave you the hard question. Yeah, I know, right? I love the the crab cake at Dock Street. They're like family. Um, Fox's Den has always been my place to go to for whiskey and pizza. Um, but you know what they did at Sailor was just off the chart. It's awesome to see what Scott has done and, and, and grew that to what it was. Shout out to Vin Under Nine for being a fellow Annapolis grad. I mean, I could go on and on. My best. Bartender guy is Beansy at McGarvey's. Uh, I'll, I'll stop there. Otherwise, I'll just name every place. And and we could go, the best we could go on all night. Yeah. Um, so I have a question. This is not saying it should be your favorite restaurant. Have you been to the Chop Tank? I have been to the Chop Tank. Uh, what went, do you think? Uh, I went a few weeks ago. It's great. You know, I, I think they've done an amazing job. The fact that they were to get open as quickly as they did, which that was a shell, right? Which people don't understand what it takes to get a first generation restaurant open and the amount of money that goes into both the equipment and permits for a first generation place is so tough. So to see Annapolis like starting to, I think, expand and grow more and raise the profile, uh, I'm more excited about that than anything. So that's, that's probably my best takeaway from Chop Tank. All right, we got two more questions for you. You take the first one, I'll take the second one, and then we'll be done. Okay. Where's Peak in one year, three years, five years, ten years? Tell me. Well, in, in the next year, we'll be most likely in, in other counties would be the, the goal. We're, we're pushing, obviously, outside of Anne Arundel County. We've already had to change names because we outgrew Annapolis so fast. Uh, and we're just continuing to make an impact in, in Annapolis and, and likewise, you know. We, we want Annapolis to flourish, and we want to be a part of that. And the only way that any city can flourish is if everybody that's part of that city does it. it. It's a cliche, but a rising tide does lift all ships. In a town like Annapolis, that rings more true than most places. So I love the ability to connect Annapolis, and especially like our players, with different neighborhoods in Annapolis that, that need more support, that need that more one-on-one kind of mentorship. Uh, and so that way, they're not just playing kickball. They're also feeling like, oh, I have a purpose, and here's why I live in Annapolis. It was to me this person or this young kid and, and have an impact on where they're going to end up in in three years you know like i think we're we're, we're bigger than just like uh sports you know i still as i mentioned that earlier that experiential economy i don't know what that looks like we just booked our first lodge in um in west virginia for a snowboarding trip this this winter that a lot of people are going to join us on so yeah i don't know like i i think that we're at uh we're no longer the face of it at all. You know, we want to pass that torch. I want everybody to have the ability to be the, the Roger Goodell, if you will, which he's unpopular, but maybe the David Stern uh, of a league and feel like, hey, like I can lead the local ESPN and local, uh, you know, sports chapter here and they can kind of do amazing things. And, and 10 years from now, you know, like, 
uh, you know, I imagine I'll have a family and stuff, so I'll probably be more focused on youth sports. Maybe I figured a way to do like the, the peak social kids kind of version of it all and, uh, and just get back. And uh, I don't know. I think that's my one, three and 10 year plan from now. Uh, so how, if people are listening and they're like, that sounds awesome. Everything you talked about, I'm jazzed. How do I get involved in peak social? Uh, it's super easy. Uh, you just go to peaksocial.com. You see what leagues are running. You see something that you like. And if you're not sure, just send us a, an email or a DM. You know, we personally respond to all of them. We will make sure you get connected with the right team, the right sport, the right setting. Um, you know, it's, it's not for just 20-year-olds. It's not for people that like to just go out and, and hang out at bars. We have tons of people that just like to do the, the sports and the social activity and go home. So it, it's as easy as sending us a message on Instagram or on our website. And if you really want to support the podcast, just email or DM Naptown Scoop on Instagram and say you heard it on the podcast and I'll connect you. Yeah, So sure. you can see how many people we get from the podcast. We'd love to, we'd love to see that. Yeah. Yeah, so do that instead, at Naptown Scoop on Instagram. Definitely not at Annapolis Social. <laughs> All right. Jeremiah, thanks for being here. We know yeah. you got to go. you got to leave tonight. So thanks so much for spending time with us. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so this much. This was awesome. This, is, this was awesome. Phil. Ryan, thank you. Uh, I love what you all are doing with your businesses. So, so happy to collaborate and have this conversation. Yeah, let's do a yoga class one time. I, I went and it kicked my butt. Like uh, the power it, flow was yeah. awesome. We try. We try to kick the butts. It, it is, it is <laughs> the <laughs> hardest workout I do by far. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Naptown Scoop Show. Our theme music is Moving On by Seth Walker, and our wonderful producer is Mr. Evan McGee. To learn more about Naptown Scoop, go to naptownscoop.com and subscribe to the newsletter. To learn more about Yoga Factory Annapolis, go to yogafactoryannapolis.com and visit one of our locations in Annapolis or Crofton. Thank you for listening to the Naptown Scoop Show.